Would you rather listen to us ask questions for 30 minutes to an hour or have sex with your mom? Ask me anything. Part one. Center chat. Let's talk. Welcome to the Center Cut Center Chat. I am Michael. And I am Dave. And this is the special edition. Instead of our normal Would You Rather, we asked you all four questions, and you definitely, definitely delivered in the tune of 42 questions. So we're actually splitting it in two. This is part one. Next week will be part two. Boy, howdy, do we have a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, and you guys, you guys are fucked, man. <laughs> I appreciate and love you all, but some of these questions are out there and I'm worried about the people who ask them. Yeah. Just saying. It says more about the person who asked the question than us as the answerers. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think the only thing we need to do, Dave, is just dive in and you're going to learn about us. Be excited. First question comes in from at Brit Ryan Baker on Instagram. If you could live in any fictional location, what would it be and why? Easy. This one's easy. Softball right out the gate. Asgard. What is that? That is where Thor lives. It is like the gods and it's another dimension and it's from Marvel Universe, but also just from Greek mythology in general. Why would you want to live there, though? Because it's dope. (laughs) It's just badass. It's like everyone there is like just super cool. It's basically just full of gods and that's what I want to be. But wouldn't it be hard if you were the one non-god there? No, I'm sure they would worship me as the the only person that is not a god okay. finding a way to live in Asgard. Okay. So when I first started thinking about this, I, I immediately went to Narnia. But the more I thought about it, I realized as awe-inspiring as it would be, it wouldn't be practical. I think you have an obsession with Tumnus. <laughs> I don't. This is the third or fourth Tumnus adjacent reference that you've made in our podcast. I just like Arnie. Mm. But again, it's not practical. You like his goat legs. You no, like them, them goat legs. I, yeah, I, you do. I, I know. The most practical place that's fictional that I could think of was Sesame Street. It's basically just a regular street with grown ass people. Is Sesame Street technically fictional? What do you mean? There's puppets. Of course it's fictional. Well, but is like actual Sesame Street is a sh- an actual street, isn't it? I mean, there are streets named Sesame Street. I mean, there's probably many that exist in the world, but that that exact Sesame Street is not a real place. I suppose the one with the puppets is not a real place. Yes. There's cool creatures. There's also real adults. Bert and Ernie exist, so we know that gay people can get married and do their own thing. It's a free babysitter. I can just bring my kid there and let him hang around with all the puppets. I can go do my own thing. The only thing that's really missing is there doesn't seem to be any recycling. They've been using the same damn trash can for like 50 years. But other than that, Sesame Street's dope. So you want to go hang out some with some puppets, and I just want to go eat, drink, and fuck all day. I can eat, drink, and fuck all day in Sesame Street. With Big Bird? <laughs> no. With, <laughs> with what's the guy's name? Mr. Hooper. <laughs> or Maria. That's what I meant. No, Maria. No. Mr. Hooper Mr. can watch. Hooper? We'll be hanging with Mr. Cooper. No, Ho- Cooper. <laughs> Hooper? I don't know. All right. Our next question is from at Damn Fine Witch, who is... Jasmine from the Damn Fine TV podcast, who you've more than likely heard. And she has asked a few questions. We've kind of split them up amongst them all here. First one is, would you rather have spaghetti for hair 
or sweat out maple syrup? Spaghetti. Yeah, this one felt like a softball for you. It really did. Like it, that's even taking into account that it would include body hair. Like even if all the hair on my body was spaghetti, I just think like whether it's cooked or raw, I could just shave every day, and then I could save it up to eat pasta every Wednesday for Prince Spaghetti Day. You'd eat your grown pasta. Well, it's only grown for one day, so yeah, I would. You wouldn't. So first and foremost, if I'm only taking a day's worth of growth, then you're only taking like what, like a a quarter inch, or or does your spaghetti hair grow at an unreal pace? I'm guessing an unreal pace. It's spaghetti. <laughs> so you're you're thinking like you're getting full strands of spaghetti out your arm every day. So you shave in the morning and by like four o'clock, you got like six inch spaghetti hairs. No, I just think it's not going to be full length spaghetti. It's going to be little bits and pieces of spaghetti, but I'm going to have a bowl of pasta worth. Oh, yeah. But I mean, how much does it fucking suck when you go to get a piece of spaghetti and you stick your fork in there and out comes an inch long piece of spaghetti? It's literally the worst. No, that's no. the best. I hate long spaghetti. Long spaghetti sucks. Uh, you're not You're not a true Italian. <laughs> you're eating spaghetti very wrong. Well, anyway, the, the fact of the matter is this question is less about which is better and more about which is worse. You being sticky. Yes. <laughs> Imagine going for a jog on a warm day. I wouldn't be able to take my shorts off. My crotch would be so sticky. And my six inch long spaghetti just swinging around while I'm running out my armpits and like on. Oh. Well, you don't have both. It's one or the other, David. I know. I'm saying that if that was you, which granted you wouldn't run, but if you were, there would be spaghetti swinging all over the place. No, I'm shaving, bro. Well, what about no shave November? I don't do that. At the end of November, you have like three foot long spaghetti dreads. That's the other thing. Like, I think it would actually look pretty cool if I didn't shave and I let my spaghetti grow out. I think if it was hard, like raw spaghetti, I would end up looking like Hellraiser. If it was cooked, I would look like Chewbacca. It would just be like all floppy. This one was easy. No, this one's obviously obviously maple syrup. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Why would you want to sweat maple syrup? Because I can control when and where I sweat. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. What do you mean you can control it? If I was stuck with having to do one of these things and I just constantly made sure that I was always in air conditioning and stayed inside, then I would never have to deal with this at all. Whereas spaghetti hair, I would have to deal with 100% of the time for the rest of my life. You can't be in the air conditioning all day long. Yes, I can. Some people have the money to buy air conditioners, Michael. But I sweat even in air conditioning sometimes. Well, that's your, that's your own problem. But for me, if I was just in air conditioning, plus you're talking about eating spaghetti. Cool. Having spaghetti on hand whenever I want it. Like, all right, cool. Having maple syrup all the time whenever I want it. Fuck yes. I just think with the maple syrup, I, I think you're wrong. Like, you can't be in air conditioning 24-7. It's not possible. Plus global warming. Like, bro, it's going to get hotter. You're just going to have globs of syrup running down your legs. No, but even if I took into consideration, like, where I live in New England, half of the year, I won't have to worry about this at all. You're wrong. I sweat year-round. Again, your own problem. <laughs> but for me, through the winter, I wouldn't have to deal with this one bit. You're a crazy person. This, this is easily spaghetti. No, not even close. <sighs> Jasmine really knows how to separate us out here. Get us at each other's throats over maple syrup and spaghetti. All right. Well, our next question is from friend of the show and friend of us, Charlin. Again, she asked many questions also, but we split those up. Her first question here, most useless talent. Always finding a way to talk about penises on my podcast. <laughs> this is like Inception because I just talked about penises and this is the podcast. Hmm. So I just use that talent to answer the question about talent. So it's not useless then? I mean, it's still pretty useless. All things considered, you're probably right. 
So mine is my brother Brian and I hear any song and instantly turn it into a dirty parody. We're like Weird Al, but with dicks. And Ashley absolutely hates it. Six years ago, I had this small solo podcast that never panned out. But I had him on, and he did a live medley of some of the ones that we had come up with, either together or apart. And lucky for you all, I actually have the MP3 file still. So I'm going to cut that song section out and edit it in now. Enjoy. Oh, yay. Summer's Eve cleans out your jine. Nobody knows the jazz up in your jine. Summer's Eve cleans out your jine. Nobody knows the jazz up in that jine. Summer breeze, never the same again. And though my body's crap, and though my body's poo, I'm like a turd, I wanna float away. I got a big brown body. I wanna go down the party I'm like a turd, I wanna float away I got a big brown body I wanna go down the party Oh, Nelly Furtado Because your dick, your dick, it's on my lips Because your dick, your dick it's on my lips because your dick is what I miss when I turn out the lights because your dick your dick it's on my lips because your dick your dick I can't resist because your dick is what I miss all the best things in life This next one's probably my favorite. What is it? Some farts, they just get all the right breaks. Some farts have the stars on their side. Some farts, they just have it so easy. Some farts just get yucky sometimes. Some farts just get yucky, yucky sometimes. That song's on in Market Basket all the time, and I have no idea who it is. It's uh, Carrie Underwood. Ah. <laughs> Joan Jett would be rolling around in her grave. She's not dead. Oh. I love cock and balls. Put another dick in my butthole, baby. I love cock and balls. Come and take your cock and dance with me. And that's that. I don't know if I'd consider that a talent. Could you come up with a dirty parody of a song right now on demand? 
I mean, maybe not right this very minute, but if you well, give me a song go. and gave me two minutes to write something, I would. Well, then maybe you're talented too, David. Maybe I I have that talent as well. <laughs> I changed my useless talent to also being able to write dirty parodies. There you go. Good thing both of our talents involved penises. All right. At Superficial Mel's, who is Mel's from the Damn Fine TV podcast, who is also someone you've heard before. Asked us a few questions. If you had to cut off your arms for $1 billion, would you? If this was a million, I'd say no. But $1 billion is too much to pass up. I would cut off any body part outside of my head, like little Michael Jr. included. $1 billion? There are poor people with no arms who claim they still lead a happy life and could probably even beat me up with their nubs. So while it would be sad, while it would be hard, I would miss my limbs, I could get some pretty sweet artificial ones. And hell, I bet if Jeff Bezos lost his arm right now, he'd be able to pay some doctor or some scientist to figure out how to give him a working donor arm. So I could figure it out. He probably already lost a limb. That's what I'm saying. Statistically speaking, he's probably already (laughs) lost one. And one of them is a bionic super arm. Right. So this is this is easy to me. One billion. You got it. You got to cut your arms off. Yeah. I mean, for a billion dollars, I call up Elon Musk. and I'm like, yo, next project, bionic arms. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you on this one 100%. If I get a million dollars and even spend 500 million of that developing my sweet, cool robotic bionic arms and still then have 500 million dollars left over, lock it in. No brainer. Yep. I, let me ask you this then. What is like, what's the limit? What's the lowest you would accept to cut off both of your arms? Mm. I guess I would have to determine how much money I would be willing to invest in my bionic arms. <laughs> What about if bionic arms aren't an option? See, I'd have a lot of trouble with this, mainly because my like number one hobby slash pastime is playing video games, and this would just eliminate that out of my whole repertoire, which my wife would probably be excited about, but that would be very sad for me, unless I had my super cool bionic arms. I give it five years before video games are just controlled directly by your mind anyway. Just by your brain? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would have also said that five years ago, so. That's true. But yeah, I would I would say, hmm, like fifty million? I'd probably do it for less. Think so? Yeah, I'd say probably somewhere in the like the the five million range. You have a kid though. Makes sense. You're thinking about the well, actually I know you, you're probably not thinking about this, but the future of your family and your children. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, I I realized after I said that that made no sense. A billion dollars was far too much, Miles. Yeah, far too much. All right, our next question or set of questions that go together here are from friend of the show and fellow podcaster at Dynamic Seth on Instagram. Seth from the Thirst for Knowledge podcast, TFK. Love those guys. Been on a couple times. Mm-hmm. David, favorite show of yours that I have never seen and is not psych? Uh, so I would then probably say my second favorite TV show, which is 30 Rock. Okay, why? I don't think you've seen that, right? I've seen a pieces of a couple episodes here and there it's just not my thing man i don't like the style of humor oh see that's like right up my alley the style of humor in that show and i just enjoy funny stuff so i don't watch a lot of tv that's like serious like we're just watching a ton of outlander and it's like meh for me just because it i feel like if i want to be spending my time trying to be entertained for me that is is laughing and having a good time so 30 rock in particular it actually comes back in a, in a later question too but yeah i just i i like the style of humor and i, I think it's uh it's pretty witty and, and funny and i enjoy it all right and dynamic seth also asked 
for you, Michael, what are your top three episodes of Lost? And this is where we're going to end the first episode. And we'll be coming <laughs> back with the next 36 questions in the next one. David, I'd never thought you would ask. I have been dreaming of this day for you to ask me my three. I didn't ask this. this. Nope. It came from your mouth. I no. Heard it from you. And no, it didn't. I take it back. <laughs> Moving on. Nan from Unearth Gems Pod asks. No, no, no. Seth wants to know. So I got I to gotta answer this. And I'm, I went in depth. As you can imagine. Oh, no. Number one. Just just list three episodes. That's no, all it takes. No, no, it doesn't. This is, <sighs> people who know Lost know that you can't just list them. He didn't say top three episodes of Lost and why. He just well, said top three episodes of Lost. I'm going to give him my why. So number one Ugh. is easy. It's the constant. My favorite episode of any TV show ever. The whole thing is time travel, romance, goodness. But that phone scene between Penny and Desmond, how those two pulled off that connection while acting in separate locations is beyond me. And the incredible, as always, Giacchino music, which Ashley and I used at our wedding when we walked down the aisle. Incredible, incredible episode. Everybody who knows Lost knows Constant is, if not the best, everyone has it in their top three, but it's number one. Two and three are tougher. It's like choosing between your favorite babies if you had 108 babies. I ended up going for number two. I went with the season three finale through the looking glass. You get the not Penny's boat scene. You get Jack's iconic. We have to go back which is a mind trip the first time you see it and realize it's a flash forward. And there's just so much other great action throughout with the trek to the radio tower and everything else. Great, great episode. That's usually in people's top three as well. And then the third one, there's so many great choices here. I actually ended up going with the season one finale, Exodus part two and three. The ending shot alone with Jack and Locke looking down the hatch is top shelf lost. And I quote the scene where Tom and the others steal Walt off the raft which is also a top five what the fuck moment, once a month to this day. The thing is, we're going to have to take the boy. Screw what the rest of the dumb world thinks. Lost knew how to do finales. I could talk about Lost every day for the rest of my life, but I tried to keep this as succinct as I could. So those are my top three. Number one, the constant. Number two, through the looking glass. Number three, Exodus part two and three. Lock it in. All right, David. Are you done? Are you done? Okay. I'm sorry for that, everyone. David couldn't bear it any longer and had to leave. I just left. Uh, all right. Well, that was terrible. What's next? <laughs> Thanks, Seth. <laughs> next question is from friend of the show, fellow podcaster, amazing human, Kay or Nan. She goes by both from the Unearth Gems podcast. First question of hers of many. Cheese sticks. Peel or chomp? Peel. Because I'm not a fucking barbarian. Are you kidding me? Person who chomps on a, a cheese stick, I imagine, is a person who just made it out of a long stint in the desert, and it's like the first food that they came across, and they just have to get a hunk of that sweet, sweet mozz. But there's no way that any person who is just eating this as a normal human is not peeling it the way it is intended to be eaten, and if they are, they are out of control, and I hate them. Choose your answer carefully. Well, I just want to say first that in your example, if someone had been in a desert and the first thing they ate was string cheese, they are going to be bound up for like weeks because they are not hydrated either. They're not shitting for like a, whole, a full week. Yeah, but I mean, if they just they needed that sweet mozzarella goodness. Yeah. So I haven't had string cheese in like 15 years. I say string cheese because that's really what it's called, not cheese stick. Yeah. You uncultured savage. Okay. <laughs> That's nice. That was nice to say. That was a nice thing to say. Kay knows that I I love her. Shut up. (laughs) I usually start by trying to peel 
but I'm very impatient and I have sausage fingers. So I got to be honest, I end up eating it in chunks. So your fingers aren't dexterous enough to peel a cheese stick. Nope. I feel bad for your wife. I get it like stuck in my fingernails. Nah, nah, I'm not <sighs> about that life, homie. I hate you. I can't even believe this. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. We're going to end the podcast after this episode. Oh, well, Superficial Mel's coming at us with another asked, where's the craziest place you've ever mattress danced? Okay, so I imagine she's talking about having sex. I'd assume that she wasn't talking about dancing on mattresses. Because then the answer is only a mattress. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if you're referring to it as mattress dancing, then is like having sex on a beach in the sand on a towel, which sounds like the worst. Yeah, that's horrible. Considered mattress dancing. It is considered sex. What I'm saying is all mattress dancing can be sex, but is all sex mattress dancing? It's a bad euphemism. That being said, I've never been a fan of doing it in weird places. <sighs> Neither have I. I'm a man of comfort. Like, why would I want to be uncomfortable when I'm already contorting my body into weird shapes and getting sweaty? Yep. And if you truly love somebody, you should just be able to get dirty in a bed or on a couch like a normal person. Yeah. It should be about the lovemaking, not the location. Exactly. 100%. That being said, though, pre-Ashley, uh-oh, I ran this by her, and she said she wanted to make sure that Ruh-roh. that everyone knows that it was not her. Oh, good. This was early on in my sexing career. Yeah. I'm torn between two answers because I don't know which one is considered crazier. I'll tell you both. You pick. It's either on an elevator or in a church parking lot. I mean, church parking lot is just a parking lot where people talk about God. Okay, so elevator it is. Elevator is much more daring, I feel. Okay. Then lock it in. Because you go to a church on like a, a Wednesday night at 10 o'clock, and there's no one even coming close to that church. But God was watching us. Well, I know, but God's always watching you. <laughs> yeah, but he can't see in my bedroom. I mean, he can for sure, if he could see you in the church parking lot in your Honda Civic, he could see you in your bedroom. It was a Pontiac Le Mans, and no thank you. I was pretty close. Yep. And the elevator is impressive. How tall was the building? I think it's three floors. Oh, man. Um, once again, I feel bad for your wife. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I know it wasn't with Ashley, but the fact that you had sex in three floors is no, no, a no, no. I had to press some buttons. I think. I don't yeah. Remember. Oh, yeah. You're always always throwing yeah. always throwing shade at Simon, and he's got you beat. Mine was just in the back of my Jeep in the parking lot at a park in Norwich, Connecticut. We were visiting Emily's family, and we needed to get out of the house and fuck. So we parked in the park, and we uh, backseat danced. Perfect. She's going to be mad that I said that, probably. Well, you know, we promised that we we're going to be honest. And Listen, you're married. People know you have sex. Yeah. Like I also guess that it's better that I talked about a time that I did with my wife rather than a time that I did with ladies before my wife. So, Well, you know what? I lived in the world. I'm sorry. How dare you? Next question here from Charlene again. And this one's a doozy. Charlene, I'm mad at you for this question. <laughs> now, just remember, folks, we didn't ask the question. We're just answering it. Yes. It's like we're being held against our wills answering these questions. We are hostages. Would you rather have sex with your mom in your wife's body or your wife in your mom's body? <sighs> I hate this, but my answer would be my wife in my mom's body. Although that sounds terrible at first, the way I see it is that it has nothing to do with the looks at all. And if you take the looks out of it entirely, then the question is, would you rather have sex with your wife or your mom? And I would most certainly rather have sex with my wife, even if she was in someone else's body, anyone else's body, than any of those people. So if the question was, you know, would you rather have sex with your mom or your wife? 
that would be obvious. So I just took the body thing out of it because I want to have sex with my wife, mm-hmm. even if she's in my mom's body. 100% lock it in. When it comes down to it, it really is an easy question, like you said. It, it has to be your wife in your mom's body. Because if I'm having sex with my mom in my wife's body, mentally, I'm having sex with my mom, and she's going to remember that when her brain's in the right body again. Yep. And you're going to remember that. Right. Yeah. It's like, I can I can have sex with my wife in anyone's body and close my eyes, and it's fine. But I can't mentally forget the fact that I had sex with my mom. Exactly. Because, like, no matter what body I'm cream-pieing, I'm still actually having sex with my wife if it's her brain. Like, mm-hmm. we're experiencing that together. The body is just meat. Agreed. Honestly, if you had sex with your mom in your wife's body, it's cheating. Yeah. I agree. And thankfully, like, my mom is not a 400-pound, 60-year-old woman with stinky privates and a missing leg. Nor is mine. I think we're good here. Yeah. End of the day, I'm still having sex with my wife, so boom, lock it in. Yeah, that's not the last question about our parents and sex, guys. So buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So at Baron's House of, Baron's House of Chaos podcast, Chris and Kat over there, asking us the weirdest foods we've ever eaten. I'm the type of guy that will try almost anything because if it's available for purchase or it's on the menu, there's got to be something to it. Like you don't see dog shit for sale because everybody would eat it and vomit. So I will try everything once. I eat peanut butter on my hot dogs. So that being said, I guess in terms of like what normal people say is a weird food, I went with frog legs. Interesting. That is kind of weird. They're like weird chicken. Hmm. So my answer is a hot dog with Reese's peanut butter on it. (laughs) You had that at my house. And it's a food that you forced me to eat. (laughs) Right before we recorded Leprechaun in Space. Yeah. No one knows about that episode. The secret. It's a deep cut. No, it's in our it's in our top fifteen most downloaded episodes. Is it? Yeah. Oh, those beautiful people over in India. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that was that was some weird shit. I am the complete opposite of you in that I'm not gonna eat something just to say I tried it. If it's not appetizing to me or if I don't like it, like get the fuck away from me. I like what I like and that's it. But how here's the thing though, how do you know you don't like it until you've actually tried it? But here's the thing is that like you tell me you want to eat these frog legs. One is that I can almost guarantee I'm not going to care for it just because of the mental state of eating a frog. But also, if it just tastes like a little gamier chicken, then why don't I just fucking eat chicken? You know? Yeah, I guess. In that example, yes, I agree. It's not like I would do I wouldn't do it again. But like the first time I had peanut butter on my hot dogs, I just tried it. And now that's the only way I eat hot dogs. If I hadn't tried it, now I'd be missing out. Yeah. I get it, but I don't I don't think my life would be all that different if I missed out on one weird food thing that I was like, oh, this is pretty good, and then ate it again, you know? All right, fair enough. I have a feeling that based on my palate, the number of times that I'm going to dislike something is going to far outweigh the number of times that I will like something. All right, you ain't living, bro. If I were to live by that code. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Next question here is another doozy. It is from fellow podcasters at this.is.trash.podcast. And I actually just listened. They did an episode featuring some talk of Sleepaway Camp. So if you enjoyed our episode, go go check those ladies out. That was a fun time. Did they talk about the bulge? They did. They talked about some did. bulges. They talked about the molesty man. Yeah. Fun time. Did they talk about Mel's giant mouth? No. No, they did not. Uh, they weren't watching close enough. <laughs> So their question here, would you rather watch your parents have sex once a day for the rest of your life 
or join in once to make it stop. I think there's a lot we have to clarify, David. So, yes, agreed. I did some research on this, and I think it might... (laughs) A little weird, I know. The average length of vaginal sex is set at 5.4 minutes. Okay. So, essentially, this is a time between penetration and ejaculation, also known as the intravaginal ejaculation latency time, or (laughs) IELT. So, I am assuming that that is the only thing that is technically sex and everything else is extra. So assuming that I would only need to watch the IELT and not the complete act of making love, I would be watching my parents have sex for that 5.4 minutes times 365 days in a year is 1,971 minutes a year or 33 hours just about. Assuming that my parents, as of their current age, live to at least the average life expectancy of a normal adult, and I actually kind of lowballed this by looking at the men's life expectancy rather than the women's, I would experience this for another 19.5 years. So taking our 33 hours times 19.5 years is 643 hours or 26 days. Almost a full month of my life would be spent watching my parents have sex. Wow. Yeah. So my first thought was like, I'm never having sex with my parents. But then I did out this math and I was like, hold on. So I also almost think like not even taking into consideration the the mental issue of watching your parents have sex every day, but just the time, like if I'm, I'm losing 26 and a half days of my life doing this where I could have just cut that out or right out the gate, just had sex with them and been done with it. And then I never have to deal with it again. Then I just get some heavy counseling for a few years and I'm fine. And like life moves on. So for me, it really came down to the, the time comparison here. And I just feel like I cannot, cannot contribute 26 days of my life to watching my parents have sex. And that's only considering that 5.4 minutes. If you say that the definition of sex is like from the start of making out to getting dressed, you're talking about like 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. And then like that number is insane. Mm-hmm. No, the time commitment is definitely a piece that I was concerned about. Like it, cause, But at the same time, it could be like, is it like a seven second sex scene like Simon and Bridgerton? Or like like you said, could it be a 35-minute chunk out of my day that I have to account for? I like to assume that my dad is average. Okay. You know? All right. Well, I have some other clarifying questions. Okay. Other than that. Number one, how intently do I have to watch? Like, are my eyelids forced open and I have to watch to completion? Sit in the room on my phone and play <laughs> right. some Candy Crush? <laughs> Just look up every few moments. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this part. Yeah. This is where he smacks her ass. Yeah. <laughs> and... Another question, and this is this is an important one. Like, are they under the blankets or is this like gonzo style porn? And it's like an extreme close up where I have to see my dad's ball hairs as he's pounding away. I mean, where how far are you zooming in on, on porn? No, no, there, there's a style of porn. It's called gonzo porn. It's extreme close up. Anyway, <sighs> I know. Listen, I know a lot of stuff. You, you do know a lot of stuff <laughs> about everything, not just porn. You know a lot of stuff. But here's the thing, though, like that. I guess that brings me to another question. Am I watching them in real life? Like, am I sitting in the room? Like, am I watching from the closet? Do they know I'm there? Are they performing for me? 
or am I watching this on video? Like, is this is it the same scene over and over? Like, am I just if they had sex once and recorded it, I'm just watching that same recorded scene? Yeah, it's just like every day at three o'clock, your alarm goes off on your phone, and you have to go on break for fifteen minutes to watch your parents have sex. Right, and, and it's then, the like, same scene. It's not like they. Yeah, it's I, just like I have to watch a new sex scene with them. Oh, it's just the same one over and over. I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. So eventually, it's like, oh yeah. We're five minutes and 27 seconds in. Right, yeah. That's right when he flips her over. Right, that's what this I'm saying. This is gross. I hate <laughs> this. <laughs> those are my questions about clarifying the watching part. And I, I mean, I think those are important questions because those there, there's a lot of variance there. I would assume you got to be in the room. Okay, I was assuming it was just a porn vid. All right, so I'm watching it in the room. Do they know I'm there or? No, you're, you're a ghost. Yeah, that would definitely be a whole different like <laughs> just one time my dad looks up and makes eye contact with me <laughs> david watch this this fucking shit's over i'm dead so that's the thing too is that like i also assumed that if i if i got this question for real and didn't do out the math i'd be like i'm starting with watching every day right and then after like four days i would just be a crazy person <laughs> i'd be insane i would be like Leo from Twin Peaks. Yeah, I'd just be a vegetable just sitting, staring at the wall, not knowing what to do with my life. So then I would be like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Get it over with. I need to. I need something needs to change. Here's my clarifying question about the joining in. Also important. Do I have to please both lovers? Like if I have to touch my father's <laughs> penis in any way, shape or form, I'm out. See, if you have to even invoke anything with your father, I feel like that's not bad. <laughs> There are worse things than having to touch your dad's penis. <laughs> there are much worse things. If that penis comes anywhere near any of my orifices, yeah, I'm that's a- an issue. Or if my penis has to go near any of his orifices, that's an issue. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I would say I would say if it's a normal threesome thing on a, just a regular old, you know, run-of-the-mill threesome, guys aren't interacting a whole lot. Mm. Which is weird, though, because when you think about the run-of-a-mill girl threesome, the girls are interacting a lot. Yeah. Sexism in porn industry. Yeah. Uh, man, this is really tough. I I think what it boils down to for me, like... Is you'd rather spend almost a full month of your life watching your parents have sex? Well, like, does anybody really care who's in the porn they watch anyway? Like, I'm not out here thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if she enjoyed her chai latte this morning before she got boned. I wonder if he likes the same music as me. No, like, I would just, I just pretend they were other people. I would focus on something other than the body parts ramming together. You would not be able to pretend they're other people. I think I could. Here's the thing. Okay. You pretend they're other people, and then the first time you get a boner, <laughs> then what? Then you just got a boner watching your parents have sex. Your life's changed forever. Yeah, but I, if I had to join it, I'd have to get a boner and use that said boner. Yeah, but only one time. Just once. Get it done. Get it over with. If you can pretend you're watching someone else in porn, then you can pretend you're having sex with someone else. What if you liked it, though? What if you... <laughs> <laughs> then then we're back to the food the food argument <laughs> you don't know it until you try it you know oh man uh i think we disagree <laughs> on this one david we we took divergent paths here i'm gonna watch you can go on and fuck your parents yeah i mean i i'm just saying i'm not spending almost a full month of my life watching parents porn sorry All right wow that was uh that was a question that was a hell of a question david i I think this is the perfect time to take a goddamn break. <laughs> yeah, we need a break, please. <laughs> Center commercials, God. save me. Save me. Center commercials for the win. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. 
Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. And that's F-E-R-R-Y, not the Tinkerbell kind. Though, for the record, I think I could ride her. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. That's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. Valid until the 31st for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Can we please discuss something normal? At McGrudel has asked us, that is Cindy, lovely lady who did our art. Yes, Cindy. Mm, yes, Cindy. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Nope. I am something of a hot dog expert. Fuck you. As I've mentioned before, I was a butcher. You put peanut butter on a hot dog that immediately excludes you from being a hot dog expert. No. My company at one time had 36 different brands of hot dogs. And in college, I did a research report titled, Let Me Tell You About My Wiener. You literally did that just for the shitty pun in the title. You did a whole report on hot dogs. Yes. I got an A. I got a 4.0 on it, so shut up. A hot dog is its own thing. Now, while it may tangentially fit into the sandwich category, nobody calls it a sandwich. If you go to a hot dog shop and ask for a hot dog sandwich, they have every right to kick you out and call the cops. And I would also submit that it's more of a wrap than a sandwich since the bread is connected. But I digress. It is not a sandwich. Not a sandwich. Not true. It is absolutely a sandwich. A sandwich is defined by Webster's Dictionary as two or more slices of bread or a split roll having a filling in between. So it is 100% a sandwich. I have a question for you. If you take a hot dog roll and you put peanut butter inside of it, and jelly for that matter, why not? Is that a PB&J? I would say no. I don't consider something in a hot dog bun a sandwich. For fuck's sakes. But a hot dog bun is exactly like a sub roll. That is slit down the side. I consider that a sub. I don't call anything that's in not two pieces of bread a sandwich. No, there's no difference between a sub and a sandwich. Literally, do you know what sandwich means? Not not the noun sandwich. Like when you sandwich something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you're, crush, you're crushing something between two things. Okay, cool. It's not two things. It's one I'm thing. I'm crushing my wiener between two buns. I thought we said no more sex, David. This is 100% a sandwich. I know. As a hot dog expert... I disagree. You're not a hot dog expert. And actually, I did some research. If you go to like, I don't know the name of the website, but literally like the National Board for Hot Dogs, they have a website and they Mm -hmm. say officially, no, it is not a sandwich. Okay. Is there a National Board for Sandwiches that says, yes, it is? Probably not. Probably because they want it to be a sandwich because it's delicious. (laughs) It is delicious. Yeah. That's what's getting lost here. You're the worst. I'm right. I'm right on this one. Oh, this is like a hundred center chats in one and I hate it. Staying on that food train, we have another question here from at the Tipsy Exchange, another podcast, friends of ours. Is cereal soup? According to Webster's Dictionary, soup is defined as a liquid food, especially with a meat, fish, or vegetable stock as a base and often containing pieces of solid food. I don't think cereal is soup. Typically, what I consider to be a soup is something in which the chunks inside of it are prepared while the broth is being prepared as well. So they're not added separately. 
You don't just like take broth and take hunks of chicken and throw them in there and say like, yep, soup. It is made within it, transferring that flavor and stuff like that. And cereal is not done that way. You, you know, just pour milk over oats. So no, cereal is not sip. Yeah, this is a hard no for me. I contemplated it for like 30 seconds and it does fit like the chunks of something in a liquid piece. But to your point, the chunks aren't cooked in the liquid. And yep. obviously, if, if you were just talking about like temperature wise, like I know some soups are cold, but not my soup. Gazpacho can fuck right off. And at the end of the day, I'm not a soup guy. I don't have patience for hot liquids. So soup is out. Cereal's in. Lock it in. All right. We agreed on that one. At least I was going to have to really no lose my shit on that one. <laughs> All right, Mel's coming back at us with another question at Superficial Mel's on Instagram. Which celebrity gave you your first boner? Just really quickly, I have to say, Mel's, you're really, really getting in the gutter here. All your questions are sex related, so thanks. I went with a man here, and here's why. I've never been the type to be attracted to celebrities. I factor somebody's personality into whether or not I want to fuck them. So my answer is Chris Farley. He gave me a soul boner, and I still remember crying while I was doing my paper route the day I learned that he died. Chris Farley gave me my first boner. A soul boner? I don't like female celebrities. I'm just not into it. You, not you have never watched anything with a woman in it and gotten a boner. Pornography, yes. We just watched a bunch of Outlander, and there's a ton of sex in there. No boners. No boners at all. I had this conversation in our first Outlander chat. I don't like watching entertainment if it's not pornography that contains sex. It's not for me. I don't like it. Okay, I would argue that most porn stars are also celebrities, though. I can't name one of them. You are unbelievable. <laughs> I can't even. Can't even. So you're telling me that the first boner you ever got was porn? No, I mean, I got boners, but they just happened naturally. I mean, my son has boners, and he's one years old, yeah. <laughs> he's not watching Mickey's Clubhouse. He sees Minnie Mouse. He's like, bam! Like, no, they just happen. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Duck, fuck yeah. Like, no. Fuck just... yeah. <laughs> All right. So my answer is Tori Wilson. Who the hell is that? As we've talked about before, I watched a lot of wrestling when I was a kid. Ah. I was big in the WWF and she was one of the ladies in wrestling. I actually met her one time. I was also like 13, I think. So I was like full height, but she just felt like so tall. It was crazy. But yeah, I, I think uh, if I had to list my first actual boner, unlike some people who just gave you a soul boner shitty answer, I would say Tori Wilson. Interesting. Tori Wilson also really went on to do Playboy a little bit. All that right, was an well, exciting time for me <laughs> as a young adult. I can only imagine. <laughs> All right. Next question here is from our good friends at the Toddcast Pod. Love those guys. Their first question is, go to coffee order. A venti caramel macchiato, obviously. From Starbucks? Where else do you get a venti, you fool? I only really enjoy two places. Number one, Rachel's Cafe and Crepery in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Ashley and I literally go back every year, at least once specifically for just Rachel's. And they have a salted caramel Nutella mocha. I get it hot while eating breakfast, and then I get an iced to go. Incredible. At home, like in my, my normal life, I only drink Dunkin', begrudgingly. I hate that I like it because the people that work there have to be like bottom of the barrel, scum of the earth morons. I'm sorry if you're listening to this and work at Dunkin's. I am. <laughs> I can't believe I, I don't remember the last time I got a correct Dunkin' Donuts order. It's so bad. It, it, it boggles the mind, but I can't help but keep going. I think there's something in them that make me addicted. Maybe 
if you do work at Dunkin', you will grow up and get out. But just know that many of you are very, very dumb. Or just try harder. Yeah, just try a little Please. bit harder. Just a little bit harder. But when I do go to Dunkin's, my thing is I always mix flavors. I'll get toasted almond and caramel swirl, or I'll do blueberry and caramel, or raspberry and mocha. I've been doing it for like 15 years. This is why they've been fucking up your order, though. It's true. <laughs> you can't make it that complicated and expect Duncan to get it right. And I get liquid sugar. So they're like, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. I don't know why liquid sugar isn't the standard. Why is it not the standard? Seriously, if, when you get an iced coffee, if it's not liquid sugar, like what? Why? Who I don't wants want chunks of sugar? Sugary chunks in my drink. Thank you. I'm glad we agree on something, David. This is it's like drinking drink. sand. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that we agree. But yes, <sighs> liquid sugar should be standard on iced coffee. Thank you. Anyway, that's my order. Cool. So Kay or Nan from Unearth Gems Pod has another question for us. And her question is, if Kay or Nan asked you a question, what would it be? This is Inception. I think her question would be, Michael and Ashley, will you please fly me out to Massachusetts and go on a triple date with me? My answer would be no, but only because I don't have the money to fly you out, Kay. But if you're ever in the area for like an awesome people convention, hit me up, my friend. And I truly mean friend. Kay, you're the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm here too, up in New England. I mean, obviously, your question would be cheese sticks, peel or chomp. Yep, lock it in. Mm-hmm. Next question here is from at Damn Fine Witch. Jasmine again, do you believe in ghosts? Great question. So my answer is yes, but maybe not in like the traditional sense, like the ooh, spooky ghost type of thing. I just feel like there's a lot we don't understand as humans, and there, our soul has to go somewhere. It just doesn't just like peter out and die. If I follow physics in the way that like energy isn't created or destroyed, it is only transferred. It goes somewhere. So there's got to be something. And maybe that will be defined as a ghost someday along the lines that someone figures it out. But yes, I mean, it something has to happen when we die. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, ultimately, like, I don't know for sure. I think the intellectual in me says no way. Like when you die, you're completely gone. But catch me when I turn off my lights and I'm running up my stairs to my bedroom and tripping over myself to get to the safety of my room. <laughs> I believe in ghosts in that moment. Fun fact, I actually used to sleep with a sheet or a blanket completely over my head with a little hole to breathe until I was old enough to start sharing a bed with strange and unstrange women. <laughs> Hear me out. I, I blame the fact that my parents put a life-sized man-shaped poster of Pee Wee Herman Next to my bed when I was five. Who does that? How was I not supposed to be scared? So you're not afraid of the ghost of P.B. Herman. You're just afraid of child molesters. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's not ghosts. It's just child. It's just molesters. <laughs> yeah. You're just afraid that you're going to wake up and see a guy in your corner jerking it. But if I'm under the blanket, he's not going to see me. If he can't see my head, I don't, I'm not there. Uh, yeah, but he's got a perfect hole. <laughs> Right where your mouth is, you left him a perfect target. Pee-wee's going to put his pee-wee right in that oh. hole. Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you seriously cut a hole in your blanket so you could breathe? No, I didn't cut a hole. I just, I would shape up the sheet to have a little hole where my mouth was. Oh, okay. I was imagining you would, like, ghost <laughs> the sheet completely over you and, like, a hole cut out <laughs> right above your mouth. No. That's the perfect hole for pee-wee's penis. All right. <laughs> Superficial Mouse over at Damn Fine asks us a fuck, Mary kill question. Wonder Woman, Catwoman, and Black Widow. I said it on an episode of Damn Fine TV before, but comic books are for children. This is, was really hard for me because I don't, I, I know what Wonder Woman looks like. And I think Halle Berry was Catwoman once. 
She was. Okay. Once. Outside of that, I know nothing. So Anne Hathaway also was at one point. I don't know who that I is. Think. But I am going to marry Wonder Woman. Worst. I'm going to fuck Catwoman, and I'm going to kill the Black Widow because spiders are horrible, and it sounds like she has eight legs, and those would just get in the way of my awkward body. Only fuck the cat because cats just don't strike me as long-term partners. So again, it's gonna. I'm going to marry Wonder Woman, fuck Catwoman, kill Black Widow. Lock it in. Yeah, so I went with the most recent iteration of all these people because they've all been played by multiple people, except maybe Black Widow. Marry Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot is just amazing. Uh, fuck Black Widow because Scarlett Johansson is very attractive and kill Catwoman because Anne Hathaway, meh. Okay. Yep. That means nothing to me, but I will accept your answers as gospel. Good, because they were all accurate. All right. Next question, going back down to the Cindy land, we have, <laughs> I don't know, Quick Doodle McGurdle. Back down to the Cindy land. <laughs> Which restaurant has the best pizza? Easy. Easy answer. It is Frank Pepe's in New Haven, Connecticut. Every other answer is wrong. No, I, I agree with you tangentially because I think the answer is your local pizza shop. No. I just think that any pizza chain like Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, they can all eat a greasy tomato sauce dick. Domino's is better than my local pizza. You just said Pepe's. Well, Pepe's is in New Haven, Connecticut. Well, but that, I live in New Hampshire last time I checked. Okay, but still. Also, Pepe's has franchised a little bit. Domino's is not better than your local pizza shop. You, you yes, go it to is. a different pizza shop then. No, all the ones in my area. Domino's is better. Well, then your area sucks. I don't know. It does. I just think you need to support your mom and pop pizza shop. They put heart into their pies. I would rather pay a couple extra bucks than have some teen named Javier sprinkling on my black olives with his long pinky nail for cutting his rolling papers to roll up a joint on his break. Mom and shop pizza, way better than chain pizza. Lock it in. You don't think that mom and pop places are also hiring Javier's that roll up joints on their break? No, they hire their son, Pete, or Pablo. <laughs> Who rolls up joints on his John. break? <laughs> yeah, maybe. But. Yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, I don't agree with that. Pepe's is the best. I don't care where you live. It's still the best. Okay. You can go look at like the first top 10 searches on Google and Pepe's will be in every single list that you find. It is that good. Okay. And just a quick side note. I have to mention CC's Pizza because it's buffet pizza and they have mac and cheese pizza. Fuck you. You forward. just talked about <laughs> supporting locals and, and all high and mighty support your local <laughs> mom and pop shop until someone says all you can eat. And you're like, oh, fucking fuck all you folks around my town. You could all go the fuck out of business. Yep. Give me all you could eat pizza for $5. Lock it in. Ah, you're such a hypocrite. Our next question comes again from Baron's House of Chaos podcast, and they ask, who would you never want to see naked? I would literally want to see everybody naked, maybe except Dave. Even then, I wouldn't hate it if it happened. If I just happened to see you naked, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I just want to know what everybody's working with is what it boils down to. That's nice of you. My answer is Michael. <laughs> because you already know that I have a... When my penis is flaccid, you know it's small based on our discussion in Perry Mason. You don't need to specify the flaccid part. Okay. It's just small. Nope. Next question <laughs> from Charlin. Are there any conspiracy theories that you believe? A few of them, I think. I, uh, I believe in the existence of aliens. That's not really a conspiracy theory, but I believe that the government is already aware of them and is hiding that information from 
the world. 100%. I am all in on aliens, and, and I think the government knows more than they let on. I just think there's not a doubt in my mind there, that there's life outside of Earth. Whether it's in this galaxy or not is up for debate, but I don't know how anybody with any sort of intelligence could deny it. Yeah. How could you assume that we are the only planet in billions and billions of planets that has any form of life is Ex- insane. Extremely foolish. But I, I agree with you. I don't know if that's necessarily a conspiracy theory. Agreed. I think more of the conspiracy theory end is that the government is... Yes. Hiding information about it. Yes, 100%. Another conspiracy theory I believe in, a Bigfoot, mainly because like there are still species of the things that we haven't found yet. So it's not that far fetched for there to be some kind of walking tall species that's kind of like a bear, but just walks on two feet all the time that exists. Yeah. So so I believe in Bigfoot. And um, I also believe that Mount Rushmore was built to hide the rich family vault. He lost me on that one. You don't remember Richie Rich? Duh. Macaulay Culkin lives there. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you on the aliens. The only, like, other real one that I can think of that's an actual conspiracy theory, I'm open to 9-11 being an inside job. I just think that there are more questions and answers there, and and it's well documented that our government is shady as shit. So I wouldn't put it past them. If you had to put me on a stake right now and be like, hey, which one, is, is it real or is it an inside job? I'd probably lean towards real, but I'm open to it being an inside job. Yeah, I mean, like you said, really anything involving our government yeah. at all, it's not like completely out of the the norm for us to be like, oh, yeah, that could be staged by the government. Even something as shitty as the moon landing. Yeah. Do I believe the moon landing happened? Yeah, of course I do. But there is just a tiny little, even if it's like a quarter of a percent of my brain that's like, but the government's really shitty. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. No, I, I agree. Yeah, same thing. I, I think I probably there's probably like a five percent chance for me that the moon landing is fake, but it, but that's a, still a percentage, and it's sad that it's a percentage. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, government. Yep. Our last question for part one here is from at the Toddcast Pod, and their question is: Who would win in a fight, Michael or Dave? Oof. We touched on this a little bit during our center chat for Dirty Dancing. I have a hair more fighting experience. But most of your fighting experience is losing. No, only one. Only one. How many? I don't remember how many fights were you in. I knocked someone's hat into a gutter, and I almost fought a car salesman. Oh, yeah. Both of those were definitely fist fights. Well, no, the one with the hat hat in the gutter was a fist fight. Okay. I just happened to knock his hat into a gutter during the fist fight. Gotcha. Okay. You also almost died during a karate class. Yeah, but I here's the thing is that I almost died in the karate class because I was standing still for too long. If I'm going to fight you, I'm not going to stand in a corner for a half hour waiting to fight you. I think that in reality, we would both end up passing out of heat exhaustion before anything bad really happened. I think that I would fight dirtier. I will do anything to win always. So, of course, I'm going to go with myself here. I almost killed a man. So... <laughs> I had him in a position in which I could have 100% killed him, and I chose not to. So I would have been, naturally. I disagree, but of course we disagree here. Maybe I could knock your teeth back to where they should be. Maybe, David. (laughs) But that was a lot of questions. And that's only part one. That is only part one. So y'all going to have to come back for part two next week. Yeah. It's going to be great. And if you hated it and you want to wait two weeks, (laughs) we'll have our episode on July 14th will be our next main episode. It will be going over Clockwork Orange with comedian John Bubble. On Instagram at Good Morning I Hate You. Great Instagram handle. Yes, but uh, any feedback, send it to the centercutcast at gmail.com. And obviously, hit us up on all our social medias, please. Center counts time. How do you think this went? (laughs) 
Seven out of seven. Lock it in. Yep. Agreed. And I say that only because we really, truly do appreciate all of your questions. We could not have done this without you, simply put. We love you, even when you ask us if you want to fuck our mom multiple times. Yes. Thank you, everybody. But let's wrap this baby up. Like the space between your mom and your dad. It's never better in the center. 